Hi, welcome to What You're Reading, Dude. It's Lisa, Jamie, Lauren. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figured this is a good time to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Let's get into it. Bachelor in Bachelor oh. Paradise today. Well, I had to pause it several times. So I was like, I hope they're not mad like five hours later. No. <laughs> finally, like the Abigail and Noah stuff really just bugged me because I don't think Abigail's ready to be in a serious adult relationship. Mm. She personally. Yeah. I think she, I don't know. That's I think she's just young and naive. And how old is she? 22, 23. Oh, okay. That's definitely what I thought. She That's what I was thinking too. I think she has a lot of growing to do still. Yeah. It's and just crazy because her words sound more mature than maybe her actions are. I um, agree. Yeah, I feel like when she's talking to, like, in the, whatever it's called. Confessionals. Yeah, yeah. like, she seems very intelligent and, like, mm-hmm. with it. But then when she's with him, she doesn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Have they ever spoken? <laughs> I'm not convinced. It's like, <laughs> he's coming the full 90. Yeah. And she's, like, waiting for him to come the, the last 10. Right. Like, do you remember when Bennett gave Noah Noah? The, <laughs> I forgot about Bennett oh and my Noah. God. The book. Yeah. Well, huh. I think Noah learned a lot from yeah. the book. He's very emotionally mature. In well, I saw season. I saw a meme today that said that Bennett needs to give Abigail that book now. <laughs> oh my God. Or maybe Noah oh can God. give Abigail there that book <laughs> and just pass it a around. The family. gave me this, and I shall pass on the yep. tradition. Right. Oh my God. That's really funny. The quote that keeps sticking out in my head is that I love someone, but I'm not in love with someone. Yeah. And, you know, I I know that's been said before. It's a common phrase, but it hit me hearing that yesterday that I really don't know what the difference is like in experience, you know, because like if you're in love with someone, you likely have those love feelings as well. You know, so I feel like it's kind of a square and rectangle situation. Yeah, Mm. I have definitely experienced it. And what I would say personally, what I've kind of felt that situation is, is like when you're in love with someone, you're willing to do anything you can to make it work. And for me, at least the point where it like draws back is like, okay, I love you, but I'm not willing to do the work to see this through kind of a Kendall and Joe situation. Yeah. Right. Ah. She wasn't willing to move to Chicago. That doesn't mean she doesn't love him. She very clearly much loves him. Yeah. But like, she's not in love with him to the point where like, I'm going to sacrifice something for you. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought of it more from like, in love is more of the infatuation that happens the beginning of a relationship and mm. love is kind of the lasting. And so you come in and out of love, but you still love that person. That yeah. Interesting. But it didn't yeah. really make mm-hmm. sense in that case. Yeah. I don't think he was accurately describing what he was feeling. Yeah. I think he was just, well, I wish she wasn't he, giving him what he needed. So he had to leave. I wish he had communicated to her. I wish you were giving me more verbally, but Agreed. maybe he has. And this was yeah. just the final straw. For yeah. Him. But then there was a sound bite of 
them recounting, I guess, a conversation earlier where Abigail was like, are you just prolonging the inevitable or something like that? And I'm like, whoa, if that's a conversation, y'all are definitely not in the place America thought you were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't think they were in that place. I feel like I felt like she was been holding back this whole time. Yeah, I feel like she really likes him. She's just has a ton of walls. Yeah, yeah, and is too scared to like initiate. She's definitely withdrawn compared to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she might be like, oh, he's a fun person, but not feeling all of those like I'm gonna get engaged to you in a week. Yeah. (laughs) But it, it was just interesting to me to hear it. You don't really get from the way that it's edited. You don't get that sense, or I didn't at least, that Noah was also fighting that like roller coaster of, am I like in love with her or do I just enjoy her company? Like I, I didn't get that as much because I feel I like all either. the sound bites were like him putting in effort and yeah. her mm-hmm. putting up a wall. That's exactly you know? what I. Yeah, saw from the editing as well. Yeah, yeah. But we've seen that before with other couples on the beach where they seem super strong and then it comes down to the final week and they're like, oh, shit. Like, is this just a beach thing or is this a real thing? And then they kind of get scared. And they're like... One person always inevitably gets scared. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kenny and Mari. Kenny was very clearly the scared one the whole time. Personally, from what I think. Mm -hmm. Mari, like... I didn't see her pull back at all. She was the one putting an effort, but he was like, I don't know. She's pulling back. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, okay, dude, calm down. (laughs) Yeah. How do you read the conversation she had or they had early on where she's like, I I don't want to lock us down where we can't go on dates with each other. Like, do you feel like Kenny overreacted to that or do you feel? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand why he did, but yeah. Yeah. I think you freaked out and then I was like, all right, bye. I blew it all up and then I clearly still had feelings for her. You definitely, like, you can see from contestants or people on the show when that survival stay in the game yeah. mode switches on, like, stuff like that where it's like, well, fuck, like, if she's just going to leave me, I better go check out my other options, yeah. like, right now. Right. <laughs> But I can see from her side being like, I mean, we started talking to each other on day one. Like, maybe we should date other people and see if like, yeah, Yeah. because I don't know. (laughs) First person I talk to, how do I know for sure that you're the one that I want to stay with on the beach? (laughs) That's interesting because I would compare that to Serena and Joe, Mm -hmm. where that feeling was like. I guess, I guess she did technically go on a date with somebody else, but just so early on, it was like, nah, let's lock this in. This yeah. is a great thing, you know? And I don't know if either one of them is like, oh, damn, like, so-and-so just came down the stairs. Like, I don't think either of them were like that at all. No. Mm-mm. Whereas, like, everyone else on the show is, like, clearly came with one person in mind. It's really strange. Yeah. Why are there so and many all, people like, doing random that? random people that I've never heard of. And I'm right? like, what? why do you care about I'm- her? I've never heard her of her. <laughs> also, Aaron and Tia. Oh my God! What, <laughs> what was that about? I kind of loved it. I know. But I, I was loved like, it. "What is what Aaron doing?" <laughs> like, <laughs> he just felt like blowing things up for a minute. I don't. He's I, here yeah. to play the game. 
Right? I feel like he's been here long enough and doesn't have that attachment to anyone necessarily. Or I guess apparently they're not with Chelsea. (laughs) And then it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just goof around and eventually I'll leave and whatever. (laughs) It felt very college where it's like, no one knows what you do when you're drunk. And you're like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 He kind of, I mean, I do like Aaron, but he does kind of drive me crazy in how, like he gets so mad at guys doing the same thing he's doing. Like (laughs) so true. Ivan essentially did the same thing outside of the hotel debacle. But mm. he got so mad at Ivan for doing essentially the same thing that he did. And <laughs> he what? went around and did it to Tia. And Chelsea's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> at the prom. She was so respected. I saved your ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't, like, Tammy basically, like, like, didn't they have a thing? And then she yeah, yeah, left. And Thomas, he was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm betrayed. Maybe Never that's come it. Back. He got betrayed three times in a row. He was like, at this point, I'm done. Fuck I want to be yeah. the one doing the portraying. Just see what it's like. I'm going to go know? make out with Tia. <laughs> God, maybe. I don't, I don't know. He's, he knows it's almost over. He's like, yeah. what the hell? He doesn't he care. Kiss a couple more women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Batch. We love it. Anyway, yeah. Hi. Love welcome to, to hate the podcast. It. How we hate to love it. Use, those of you who don't know, we're deep diving in this week's Bachelor in Paradise. So, spoiler alert. And it's going to come out <laughs> retroactively. <laughs> yeah. It'll be over. If you don't know, just go check it out. <laughs> we told you everything great you show. need to know. Yeah. It's the best to watch with friends. Agreed. Don't watch by yourself. No. <laughs> well, it's horrible. Unless you're working. I was <laughs> like, going to say, yeah. unless you're working, it's really okay to watch if you're bored as hell at work and, and just need something to get yeah. through the three hours, you know? And live tweet your friends. Yes. Who already watched it. <laughs> oh, oh, good times. So, hi. It's me time. Let's talk about me, guys. Yes, Jamie. I've done nothing Bring this week. Bring your own <laughs> Jamie. Bring your own <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't have much to contribute, so this will be quick. So all week, I was trying to figure out the, what I was going to talk about, because I was out of town this weekend in Nashville. Like, mm-hmm. we did, like, um for my Father's Day present, my brother and I got my dad tickets to the Colts game in Nashville, because that's where he oh, lives. Yeah. So we did a little, like, late Father's Day thing, and, like, um last hurrah nashville thing because my parents are moving next month to milwaukee but so that's what i've been doing the last five days so um i wasn't really prepared to talk about anything Um, but i do i did on the way here or this morning there was a podcast that i was like i guess i can bring this up (laughs) so you know that i like weird history stories especially the depressing ones so i think it was this week so like a couple weeks ago in in real world, um, my favorite murder episode. Oh Ooh. hell yeah! Um, fantastic mm-hmm. podcast. But both Georgia and Karen talked about like obscure historical things that happen that like everyone should know about to like oppress people, but no one knows about. So mm-hmm. great episode. It's number two hundred ninety three, and it's called "Did We Forget Canada?" Yes, we <gasps> it's so good. So. What? Just a brief overview. Karen talks about the, the title has nothing to do with yeah. No, oh, okay. I'm like tell <laughs> they me always about just Canada. use a random phrase that like I love they it. said and they, okay. they said that at the beginning. So Karen talks about the Rosewood massacre that occurred in the 1920s in Florida to mm. basically like a well-off black community, like a bunch of white people kill come in and killed them, and it's a whole story. 
that she goes about and mm-hmm. talks about for an hour. So go listen to her because she would tell it a lot better than I did. And mm-hmm. then Georgia covers Oliver Billy Sipple. He stopped an assassination attempt on President Ford. And so everyone like considered him a hero mm-hmm. and people wanted to do stories on him. And he was like a war vet going through PTSD. He's got like a really intense background. He was also gay mm-hmm. in the 1970s. And so all these newspapers found out he was gay and like published that he was gay and it literally ruined his life. Interesting. It's a I feel fantastic like story. I'm wondering if Radio Lab or This American Life also. They sure did because yes. that's where Georgia got her like story thing oh that was fascinating yeah so listen to that or the radio lab and then the other thing i was going to talk about is ted lasso because (gasps) i just binged it all and i'm still like three or four episodes behind so i don't know where you guys are i think you guys (laughs) might be ahead of me okay so i just finished the episode where they lost him oh (laughs) spoiler alert yeah what this I, is yeah. all about season, season two. Yeah. Season two. If you um, haven't seen, if you don't know what Ted Lasso is, you need to go and watch just, uh, it pause. right now. <laughs> just pause and go yeah, watch yeah, yeah. it. It's about, don't don't listen to our show anymore. You need yeah. to watch. It's Ted about Lasso. an American football coach from Kansas who gets hired to be a soccer coach British in yeah. Britain, and it's, it's so good. It's so good. Even if you're hesitating, trust us. Even if you oh. don't like, yeah. Trust if you don't like sports ball, I don't like sports ball, and I love it. Ted Lasso, I and I it. love sports ball, and I love it. <laughs> but I just watched the episode where Man City just defeated them by a lot, and Toby oh. punched his father, and then everyone's crying, and then I'm like, I'm and crying. Hug. Oh. And then we found out Ted's not killed himself. So huge spoiler oh. on that one. That's where I am. Mm. So anyway, that's all I've been doing because I can't watch anything else because the show saw, is amazing. It's um, so good. Brene Brown is obsessed with Ted Lasso. That's how I found out originally about it. Wait, but really? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> random. She's obsessed. She talks about him all the time Well, on he's podcast. great. The woman who plays the therapist, yeah. therapist was on her podcast I just this week. listened to oh, it. Oh, I haven't listened to Wait, it yet. Wait, really? Like on my way home. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was good. It awesome. was good. We'll have to oh, check it out. She's great. She, like, TLDR kind of hid her personality through acting. Like, acting was her way to kind of, like, hide her awkward self yeah. when she was younger. And so that, like, she deals with, like, tensions of her identity through, like, Ooh. her um, career and just, like, coming of age. Cool. But she has some cool tidbits about when she first started talking to Jason once, like, yeah. she got the part. And just, like coming up on the audition and everything it was a cool interview totally oh that's awesome yeah Yeah, i love all the stuff about therapy in it yeah there's a therapist especially in season two yeah yeah sports therapist is she brought in in season i think like the very end of season one because she like auditioned after season one was already out so people were like have you not heard the show you should go (laughs) check it out oh that's awesome yeah Yeah, all this stuff with therapy is is really really good it's so interesting too because you're seeing this progression in season two of Ted opening up more, but also like dealing with these things that you just re- you don't see that side as much in season one, or at least right. I you didn't. You see him helping other people, but you don't see why he's able to or why he feels the need to. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I'm curious if that was in, let's say, editorial choice to lay the groundwork in season one and then show more of those deeper layers of the onion in season two or if like chronologically we're following as he is starting yeah. to unravel these things on his own if that makes sense i think like, it's more the second just because correct me if i'm wrong i did 
binged these all relatively recently, so I could be getting my seasons mixed up. Mm-hmm. But the episode where they go clubbing and he mm-hmm. first has his panic attack, I think, is in season one. Yes. Yeah. So I would think it's more like chronologically. So you know something is up, yeah. but you don't. But you, they just what. literally like don't talk about it for another ten episodes. Yeah. And oh, that's so interesting. I didn't think about it yeah. as being him Mm -hmm. kind of discovering he's like has all these suppressed memories and emotions that are coming out yeah and it's like at first he's like i don't know what's wrong with me and yeah like you're you know you're not always seeing the correlation between when these certain episodes i guess are happening in relation to what's happening like outside with the team and everything yeah but yeah it's like it's getting like more frequent Mm -hmm. and you can definitely tell he's having his own struggle with this is a thing that's really taking over life for me, but I have so much hesitation with therapy because I had this like hugely negative experience Mm -hmm. at first. Mm. Hmm. So interesting. But guys, it's a great show. Yeah. I know we went like deep into the therapy part, but it is like a comedy. It's not like, I mean, I did just say I cried. I mean, you cry every couple episodes, but in like a nice, like smiley way, yeah. not in a yeah. It's really it depressing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. There's a lot of comic relief. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like you, as a viewer, get to choose how deep emotionally you want to get into it. Yes. Like you can stay surface level if you just need something lighthearted, and then there are deeper layers there if you want to dive into them. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a all great the characters show, are recommend. so good. I can never decide uh, who my favorite is. I know, and Same. I just want more. I keep rewatching it because Same. I just I, need I know more. I yeah. want to go back to the beginning already and watch over Do it. So good, uh, and, um, and Roy, Roy Kent, Kent Roy the love of my life, Bay, <laughs> and Keely, him and Keely. Ugh. I love Roy Kent so much. I also love Keely and Rebecca's relationship. Yeah, it's such a beautiful friendship. And I love Keely. I love Keely. Yeah, I, I didn't like her at first, which I think was the point. And yeah, yeah, she's mm-hmm. I agree. She's she's great. Oh, and Rebecca and and her. Sam. The character oh. arcs. Oh my god. Oh, I just Rebecca saw that. And Sam. And I just like, yeah, her like goddaughter is so cute. Oh yeah. Oh, Lauren and I talked about this before. I'm what? I'm really into Rebecca and Sam getting together as like individuals the only qualm i have is the power dynamic yes. of like boss to employee yeah yeah um but if that Which wasn't they're part of the struggling e- with so. yeah and if that wasn't part of the equation i'd be like 100 percent, let's go <laughs> yeah. but i just i you can feel like you can kind of feel the complication coming oh yeah down the road oh absolutely you know? yeah something will happen yeah at the end of the season and yeah i mean nothing good comes of a relationship that feels like it needs to be kept in the dark i know i know and he's so oh he's so he's genuine so and so kind. lovely oh. i also love danny rojas i want more of him yes. oh my gosh <laughs> football is oh, life you, guys. You, i don't think you've seen that episode yet but oh no he's got a good he's got a yay. good okay 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 up. okay yay well that's all i had so good watch it it's a great show watch Mm. Uh-huh. Shall we transition? <laughs> yes, yeah. please. Lisa right. has a book. I have it's a book. It's got a red cover. And oh, it's this got a, book is one of my favorites. It's Ooh. very good. So I'll say this book is basically a collection of columns or pieces. It's basically 
an advice line. I can't remember what newspaper it's out of. Do you want to say the name of it? Yeah. <laughs> Tiny no. Beautiful Things, Advice on Love and Life from Dear Sugar by Cheryl Strayed. So Cheryl Strayed, she <laughs> is an author of Wild and Torch and Brave Enough. And she kind of took on this advice column after uh, Stephen Arnold. I think he had it for about a year and then quit. He had developed this advice column off of a persona that I don't think he was intertwined with. And so I think oh. he felt like he was kind of faking it. Yeah. Um, I read in between the lines on that. That's <laughs> my own interpretation. Yeah. But so she has been the writer for this advice column for years now. And people basically write into her with their life, relationship, whatever, whatever they want advice on. And she gives back this incredibly honest, blunt truth back to them and it's very empathetic but it's also to the point yeah like a hard ass answers most of the time Mm -hmm. as her persona as sugar yes exactly and so I yeah didn't want to take on an entire book right now after you know I like to mix it up keep a rhythm (laughs) going and so (laughs) I I kind of picked this up equating short pieces almost like short stories yeah. with levity and I think that is a false assumption here right. <laughs> um, and so I actually I actually just wanted to talk about the introduction today I had oh, planned cool. this morning to read one of the letters and then talk about it but I started on the introduction on my ride into work today and I was like this is the best introduction to a yeah. book I've oh, ever damn. read in my yeah. life it is one of like it is one of the best books I've ever read, and I don't wow. say that lightly. It's so it's incredible, good. but it's hard to explain to people unless they just like pick it up for themselves. Yeah, okay. and so the introduction is written by Stephen Arnold, the guy who oh, yeah. created this, and he writes about Cheryl in the way that everyone should write about the person they love. Like, find you Aww. someone who writes about you the way this man writes about Cheryl Strait. Like. <laughs> It was so flattering. He sets the premise for the history of the column and how Cheryl came into this position, what type of advice you can prepare to hear here and where she's coming from. And then he really touches on why this advice is so crucial to our society right now. And he has this quote. Oh, my gosh. I wrote down a couple quotes that I would love to share. And this yeah, introduction please. isn't that long, but I was like, bam, bam, bam. Like, all okay, of these are perfect. Really excited. I will say it is, if someone's looking for, like, a book to just pick up kind of at the end of the day, it's it's a great, like, each letter is only a couple pages, and it's a good, like, quick, got something deep and thoughtful for yeah. the day, just a couple pages in. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. We read one of these stories while we were backpacking two years ago, ago. and it started, I don't know exactly how it started getting passed around the group, but like, I think you read it. I brought the book as my backpacking book. I didn't even know what the book was. I just brought it with me. And I think I had a similar situation, like reading it in the intro in the tent. And I was like, holy shit, this is way cooler than I thought it was. And I got to this one advice column on, I think, our like long day yeah. at camp mm-hmm. and I read it and I immediately thought Joel needs to read this <laughs> and so then Joel reads it <laughs> yeah. 
And then, like, long story short, it starts getting passed around person Mm -hmm. by person. And each person goes and reads it off on their own and comes back and is like, wow, that is 100% the truth I needed to hear. And so we all had our individual moments with this story. Well, and the letter was, I think this woman writing, talking, she was expressing frustration with not being where she wanted to be in her career yet. And feeling, I I think, feeling really defeated and feeling like she just wasn't getting anywhere. And there's more to it than that. But I think that's kind of the gist. And then Dear Sugar is basically like, you need to just write, just write and keep writing. And like, it's almost arrogant that you think you can just not practice this craft and then come Mm. out with a masterpiece. Like you need to work at it. And she also comments on I, I think the person who wrote the letter was talking about like how she hadn't had a masterpiece yet, you know, and so Dear Sugar talks about the book that she wrote uh, in the wake of her mother's death. And it was like that book basically like came out of the ashes of the pain that I was feeling like I wouldn't have gotten to that before that moment. It was oh, so good. But This introduction, Stephen's talking about how America is dying of loneliness because we've sacrificed personal engagement, which can be kind of inconvenient for convenience and speed. Yes, that's making us, you know, faster and more like compliant with the free market, but we're getting lost from our family and others as a byproduct from it. I'm like, Damn, so good. Okay, I want to pull out a quote here. Yay! Quote time. So this one quote is an example of the advice that she gives in one letter. And it states, When you say you experience my writing as sacred, what you are touching is the divine place within me that is my mother. Sugar is the temple I built in my obliterated place. Wow. So she just, you know, she's so vulnerable in her reactions and answers to people and is so self-aware that she is the person she is because of her mother dying when she was young you know just beautiful oh and okay yeah there's this other one steven's reaction to what Mm -hmm. her um her advice brings and it says in this sense she offers what we wish every mother would enough compassion to make us feel safe within our broken need and enough wisdom to hold on to hope like that hit me so mm-hmm. hard because when I am struggling mm-hmm. and I have that feeling like I just want my mom around, you yeah. know, it's not even like my mom needs to give me advice. A, just her being close by. I I get this feeling just from her presence where it's like you're acknowledging the pain, but it's going to be OK, yeah. you know, and I just seeing it in words, I was like, damn, I can't wait to read That's more so of these. Mm. It's really, really lovely. And I'm <laughs> it was just the introduction. <laughs> yeah. Really oh, lovely. For really. <laughs> well, already done. every oh one I'm is so like, excited. wow, that I just need to like mull on that for a while i would love to read it again i actually i would love to steal that book from you once you finish and once lauren reads i have one on my shelf oh okay (laughs) perfect then i'll steal it from you when you're done the only thing that i'm kind of curious what you all what your take would be is that it seems like now i haven't read this whole book yet i've only read like one story in this intro uh it seems like 
the way she's offering advice is through relating to her experience. And that is something that I've seen in my life and done myself that is a way that people try to relate and connect with the person to try and provide that empathy, right? But it made me think, like, what would Brene say? Because I know, like, there are times when people do that where it minimizes the experience of somebody else. And so it just got me thinking, what is the difference or where's that line between minimizing someone's experience and offering a different perspective Mm -hmm. to help you kind of realize how big or small what you're going through is, you know? I think (laughs) there's a difference in if someone's coming to you for advice or an advice column versus they're coming to you just to be heard. Mm. I don't know Brene as well as the two of you, so Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But I would say the same thing. Like at this point, if you're writing to a column to ask for help, you want any bit of experience that this person allegedly perceivably has to like help you get through this. Mm-hmm. It's like they're writing to her because they know she probably has experienced something like this or she knows someone who has. Whereas like if this person was just going to their friend and saying, I, I'm upset with where I am in life right now. And then that friend was like, oh, me too, blah, blah, blah. And they'd like, I think that could be seen as minimizing. I get yeah. that. Yeah, I think. Maybe. And I think even in Maybe. person, if someone, yeah. I mean, how often does someone, a friend come to you and say, I need advice specifically or most of the time they just want to be heard. So I think that's the difference for me. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> that. The only gray area that came to my mm-hmm. mind is those friends that may not be direct. That when they're kind of sharing yes. and it's like, this feels like you're kind of checking to see what my reaction is. You know, rather than like, oh, I'm struggling here. It's like, well, you know, everyone's life sucks, right? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Can I, I comment yeah, on that's that? That's a good point. And I I think I have friends that do this, but I know I do it myself, which is bad and I shouldn't. But, like, sometimes I'll be complaining about something or, like, need to talk about something. And then I'll ask the person, like, what should I do? Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. if they, like, go into, like, whatever they're saying, then I never listen to them or I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. But, like, I think some people just ask, like, what should I do without actually wanting it actual answer like these people with other people when i'm in that position i well when i'm sharing i don't often want advice because i'm not gonna do whatever you're saying anyway (laughs) Mm. but (laughs) i like with certain people i've just started saying i don't want advice right now i just want to vent which i think is helpful to kind of lay the situation yeah but also like asking the other person because i'm also a fix-it person and i want to help other people who are in distress but i realize they don't always want my help right so i am trying to now ask do you want my advice or do you want (laughs) me to listen to you because i think often (laughs) they just want someone to listen yeah it made me when Jamie was speaking, it made me think of like, I wonder when people, if when people are like, oh, what do you, th- what do you think I should mm-hmm. do? If subconsciously they're looking for validation yeah, of that's like exactly you saying is. exactly what <laughs> oh, they were thinking. Definitely. You know? exactly. yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, they don't want to hear anything different <laughs> other than what they already think. I would, I would disagree only because I am someone who ha- personally 
have have come to people and I just like don't have a yeah, clue or okay. am up for different answers. That's fair. But I totally get that there's a spectrum Same. and like everyone's yeah, coming to it differently. The majority of time when I, I ask think, people, I already know. Yeah, going what into I want a conversation, laying the groundwork of knowing personally what you're looking for or understanding better what the other person's looking for. Because mm. I think a lot of miscommunication happens that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I want to just vent about something with a friend and then I end up just getting frustrated that they're trying to fix my problem. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally that's not what i want no <laughs> like or they turn it into a story about that yes yes yeah <laughs> and yes. you're like great now i'm comforting this person <laughs> exactly yeah 100 percent. yeah oh but yeah that advice on coming to a conversation with like what would you like from me here do you that's want me to so listen great. offer advice commiserate like where, the, where do you want you. me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it like that's just so on point, and I want that to become a practice we That's bring into our life I more frequently. I definitely need to use that more. Yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, in the case of this, like, advice column, when I was reading it, I didn't – I totally understand, like, in real life when that happens, someone else is like, oh, well, my mom died, and it led to all this, and it's like, yeah. cool. That's not what I was asking <laughs> about. I think in this case it works. Mm, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like she was – overstepping her role or something i don't know yeah i get like she's she's often speaking to her own experience because she is giving advice Mm -hmm. that has to be based on her own experience because that's all she knows yeah it makes me think if that just equals tough love you know like i feel like tough love is something i experienced a lot growing up and Mm -hmm. i think it made me really strong but as an adult, I'm like, is that a healthy way? I don't know. And I think yeah. for some people it can be. And I think in some situations it's kind of the opposite of what people need. But yeah, maybe yeah. in this advice column, she's kind of towing that line. It know? is. Yeah, it is tough love, I would say. But it seems like the people writing in, obviously I don't know like what these people writing in, what their experience is getting the response because you're just reading their initial question. True, true. But it seems like maybe they're the kind of people who need the tough love. And it seems like she's more gentle in some. So maybe mm-hmm. she's kind of able to distinguish. Yeah. I think it's good you don't get the initial reaction. Because I feel like sometimes, personally, when I get those hard truths, my initial reaction is like, what? No. Well, <laughs> yeah, I disagree. Yeah, 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 and then slowly over time, you're like, well, maybe they're right. Well, some <laughs> of them, yeah. I remember reading some of them, and it's like, wow, that seems harsh. But... Some people, like, Sherry, I want to throw a temper tantrum about not liking my job or blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> but then at the same time. And the time. advice that Dear Sugar is going to tell you is not going to be like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Right. Like, that's hard. She's like, life is short. Do something about it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's not the point of the column. But, yeah. So I'm excited to dive into it. I might come back in future weeks and share cool you know as i pick I'm up excited stories. for this yeah we could all read a story oh my god stop no, and I'm then gonna talk start about it immediately <laughs> okay this sounds great i this week am talking about the prime which is prime. a book i'm reading in conjunction with a cleanse i'm doing with my nutritional therapist and my friend becky we're doing it together but, Holiday. yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit 
first like kind of giving a background on like how yes. I got to this point mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> of doing a cleanse because I was anti-cleanse until this point <laughs> paint us a picture <laughs> paint us a picture so I started going to a nutritional therapist last year I've like always had an issue with digestion and food and so on and so forth and like never really knew what the root of the issue was and so finally it got bad enough and Becky pointed me in the direction of this woman who's been incredible who like works in a naturopath's office and I've always been curious about naturopaths but haven't gone to one I was like maybe this is kind of a good like little step in the door (laughs) see what they're all about anyway she like does all sorts of things but like figures out diet stuff like food sensitivities like what kind of diets are going to work well for your blood type your like genealogy your lifestyle like how like how food is related to how you grew up and like different random food habits you have Mm. that come from family history and stuff it's it's super fascinating but I was kind of on a pretty good path of like figuring things out and then the summer things kind of went off the rails Mm -hmm. as like many (laughs) routines and stuff go Mm -hmm. and I was feeling just like kind of very out of control with like food choices and otherwise anyway and it like kind of culminated in this backpacking trip which was like 11 days of eating packaged food with lots of preservatives and anyway my tummy was not feeling great Mm -hmm. (laughs) that whole time and Becky's wasn't either. So kind of when we came back, we're like, we should talk to our doctor or our nutritional therapist and see if we can do like some kind of reset thing mm-hmm. together because we both like really need accountability. And it'd be kind of fun to do something together. So we talked to her and she's like, well, I have this cleanse that we did in the spring that I think you guys would be, like, good candidates for. So we kind of talked about it. And she was like, it's not like other diets and cleanses where they're very restrictive and you're, like, just on juice for two weeks or something. Yeah. (laughs) Or you cut out, like, the whole 30 where you cut out all these different foods for 30 days. It's, like, adding in good things and not having to take away bad things if that makes sense and I'm really bad on restrictive diets because what happens is I follow the rules for a certain period of time and then I don't (laughs) and then I binge and then I quit (laughs) repeat (laughs) rinse and repeat so those are like those are just not good for me and I'm never in a good mental space whenever I try to do those so this kind of sounded good it was more of like a routines thing It has to do with adding in teas and juices and broths every day. It's like an Ayurvedic system. Mm -hmm. This is called The Prime, and I'm currently kind of reading the book that goes along with it. And there are four stages, and this doctor wrote it called um, Dr. Kulri (laughs) Chaudhry. And she originally, I think is a neurologist, she's originally from India and like grew up with a lot of Ayurvedic kind of foods and stuff that came in with her culture and then she went to medical school and all that was kind of stripped away and she learned everything from more of a like medicinal standpoint and like treat the problem with medications and all that and then she started eating really poorly in med school and was having all these issues with migraines Mm -hmm. and stuff and really realized that she needed to kind of pull back and go back to her roots 
uh, eating foods that were super nutritional and not so many foods with preservatives and sugar and mm-hmm. stuff, which is like mm-hmm. the American diet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> right. And so it's kind of based on this idea that like the American diet is like we're kind of all malnourished, not in a lack of food sense, but like in a lack of nutrient mm-hmm. sense. So this cleanse slash diet or whatever it's called has to do with like adding those nutrients back in so that your body kind of recalibrates itself like in your GI tract. And so then you start to crave foods that are more nutritional versus the foods mm. that are like okay lacking nutrition. I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. And there are four phases. Each are two to four weeks long, depending on how long you want to do it. So it's it's not like those two week cleanses that are super trendy. It's like a two to four month thing. Mm-hmm. that has it's like super slow the first phase that i just finished you're just drinking tea every day which is just supposed to like kind of soothe your gut and get things like moving well if you know what i mean i know what you mean <laughs> and then I the second wait. phase which i'm in now has to do with juicing and having like bone broth every day which is adding like a crazy amount of nutrients and liquid and lots of liquid (laughs) yeah i was joking with lisa that like i'm having so much liquid every day that there's no room to eat any bad food (laughs) because i'm just so full and peeing every 20 minutes (laughs) Um, okay question for you is this a specific tea that they're like selling you it, or is this something you like get at a grocery store? So, or is it just any fucking? Tea we you want? did, we did <laughs> get it. Sense. Like, our therapist sent us like a box of all the things we needed. Oh, nice! But it's stuff that you can get at the grocery slash online. So the tea <laughs> is just fennel, cumin, and coriander. Oh, Ooh. so it's not. Oh, and they're just okay. They're just herbs or seeds or whatever that are naturally really soothing to the gut. Cool. And it tastes really good. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy drinking it. And then there's some other like herbs and spices that we're adding in each stage that are have funny names. It's just because they're like Indian spices. Ashwagandha. Yes. Yeah. For instance. (laughs) Um, Right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's been good. And I've been enjoying reading the book about... More of like the Ayurvedic approach to things where like food is medicine. It just kind of makes sense to me. Like the food you're eating is fueling your body. And if Mm -hmm. you're not putting in like really good things, your body is not going to function very well. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Huh? (laughs) It makes sense. But our addiction to sugar. Yes. But today I was reading (laughs) about how there's like good and bad bacteria in your gut in the bad bacteria crave sugar mm-hmm. and feeds off sugar so the more you have the more you want and it keeps telling you more sugar more and you're bacteria. like okay mm-hmm. oh that's what i want i have a craving i should eat that no no and i'm learning that like cravings do mean something my body does need something but it might not be the thing that my brain is yeah like, mm-hmm. telling me that it your brain's needs. listening to like when you want bacteria. salt right before yeah. your period and you're like is this what i really need right <laughs> yeah, now yeah yeah i crave steak 
Oh yeah, me too. That's <laughs> the that iron. A weird thing? I think it's the <laughs> anyway, iron. That has nothing to do with the cleanse. I always get a burger, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, no, that's tell fine. us more about the cleanse. Ooh, Am the, I allowed to eat burgers? I don't. Well, you're you're allowed to eat anything you want, but you're supposed to Perfect. really pay attention to like how things are making you feel. And she said what yeah. may start to happen is like you'll eat something that you're craving that you've always loved, and then you'll kind of realize like. My stomach doesn't feel very good. <laughs> wow. And so okay. it's like you're kind of waking up, kind of able to listen to what your body's telling okay. you. Okay. Oh, that. I love that. Anyway, I'm only intuition. Yeah. I'm like not even halfway through yet. And honestly, a couple of days ago, I wanted to quit. No. <laughs> so, That's fine. It's just, yeah, I'm. Everyone wants to quit. I something. told Becky, Always. yeah, I'm just like so glad we're doing it together because I yeah. quitting is just the easy way. Well, in this <laughs> phase, so <laughs> like you were saying, phase one was like pretty simple. Yeah. Phase two was like a huge step yeah. more it was, of effort it was yeah. yeah lisa was witness to my yeah. stressful time on sunday like we're having to juice all this these vegetables every morning and, and they I'm cannot like, meal prep it they ha- we got apparently oh i was gonna say <laughs> did you buy a juicer <laughs> disclaimer i don't know if anyone's heard of the buy nothing facebook group on yeah in, on facebook because yes. of you yes yes every neighborhood has one in seattle i don't know if they're in other places they should Maybe. though yeah. Anyway, I got on by nothing and I said, And you found a juicer? Hey, neighbors, does anyone have a juicer oh that I could That's borrow? Awesome. And a woman's like, Yeah, come and get it today. And I'm like, Okay. And she, I don't even think she wants it back. That's oh my awesome. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> anyway, if there's something you're looking for, get on there and ask. But this <laughs> juice, can we talk about this juice for a second? Oh, Please. we should because yeah. it looks really scary. But it's and it's mostly that. vegetables, but it tastes great. Yeah. Oh, Listen, okay. it tastes Tell great. Me. It's radishes. I love radishes. No, not, not no, radishes. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's no, no, no. in the family. Um, beets. <laughs> okay, I love beets. Mm-hmm. Cabbage. Okay. Cucumber. Okay. Spinach. Carrot. This all sounds delicious yeah. to me ginger mm-hmm. lemon mm-hmm. and apple so the lemon and apple give amazing. it like a it's sweetness so, yeah so and it's good. so Look, good it's, it's mostly vegetables and it turns out it tastes great yeah <laughs> like that i want to delicious. just get this recipe and juice yeah. it with you, you should all. it's just yeah. on the counter yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know Oh I've got God. a juicer. Well, okay, the thing is, all right. If I ever do this, I'm stealing your juicer. Yeah, <laughs> we should just make a ba- next. Lauren round. makes a yeah. bath yeah. every morning. I swing I know, by. I know. <laughs> That's the only downside. Like you know, with a blender, you kind of rough cut, throw yeah. it in, it's done in seconds. The juicer takes longer. Yeah. Like the first time it took, and I'm Becky and I are doing it together. Thank God. But <laughs> the first time it took half an hour. I was like, I cannot <laughs> do this every morning. Oh my God. The next day I went to a juice place downtown because our therapist was like, if you're in a pinch, like go to a juice place and you can get juice from somewhere. It won't be as good probably, but it'll be something. But it's juice. Mm -hmm. I spent freaking like $13 on that juice and I was like, okay, I'll spend half an hour (laughs) juicing it. Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) It only took 15 minutes this morning and it was only our second time. So I'm confident that the time is going to go down. Okay. 
you just got to get a little bit of swing of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I had some bone broth with dinner, which is also supposed mm. to be very nutrient dense. Yeah, I like I've bone heard broth. a lot of bone broth. I've never tried it just because it sounds weird, but I've it heard weird. amazing things it's about good. it. It's good. It's not as weird. scary yeah. as it sounds. Yeah, it was kind of weird drinking it. It's just kind just of like a salty. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's just broth. It's, it's just broth. Right. So it just, you got to step over that mental hurdle that's like, I'm bone just, <laughs> that and like that the, i'm just like drinking soup i'm just I don't drinking know. broth <laughs> yeah yeah not even soup the base Bro- part of right. soup that's just so like liquid s- salty water yeah. yeah it's, it's nice in the cold fine. months that's bad. good point but i'm and excited then, for this and i kind of really want to try it yeah. but not now. i would recommend and she says this in the book too kind of doing it with a either a nutritionist or naturopath or someone who can mm-hmm. kind of help you walk through it mm-hmm. that's a good point and also probably an accountability yeah. buddy accountability hey, is very helpful <laughs> yeah it and was you have a producer now <laughs> boom <laughs> it's been yeah it's been nice doing it with her because she like has done it before and she's like oh here's all the things you don't have to google these like weird names yeah <laughs> oh. wait so had oh, she nice. done it herself or to she other did clients? it uh both okay gotcha. okay yeah both. cool so oh anyway. i did want to say one thing about what you were the premise on this of like feeding your body the nutrients Mm -hmm. and having it just like be nourished and kind of feel that harmony if I haven't done a cleanse like this but when I've start started to clean up the food I eat and Mm -hmm. get away from processed food and more natural produce what's interesting to me is that I don't always notice that I'm feeling better at first I didn't notice I was feeling better but I noticed when I was feeling worse you know yes and I've talked to her about this with with other things before yeah it's hard to notice the like positive improvements until you take a step back and you're like oh I feel like shit yeah Oh my god! Like I ate so many carbs growing up, and so much sugar. And yeah, yeah. you even you've talked to me before about the salty sweet complex because that's yeah. one of my favorite combos. But that's just a self defeating cycle that just like spirals and perpetuates your snacking. You know, right? And I just my diet was so consumed of that when I was younger, and I just wonder how much of that really impacted my like my emotions. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. To- talking to her about the family stuff and like food culture that we grew up in and stuff like there was a lot of like secret eating in my household mm, like or eating yeah, really late at night yeah both of those my dad which loves are, ice cream yeah <laughs> which are like me. my downfalls is like I do so good all day and then after dinner it's like oh out no. the window yeah yeah so it's interesting thinking about the way we grew up and how we thought about food and how that affects like especially when you're just trying to comfort yourself yeah like that's a big thing that you go towards is like how would my younger self feel comforted and a lot of it's like foods that we used to eat yeah and not like they're not always the a healthier option yes (laughs) you know like if i if my stomach is feeling upset or i'm feeling really crummy my go-to tends to be McDonald's. Mm-hmm. McDonald's is not a healthy choice. That's probably not doing anything good to my gut bacteria. But <laughs> mentally, I'm like, yeah, that's the solution. I'm going to feel better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, I do in the moment. But is it worth it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so hard. Uh, it's hard. But it's so fascinating, though. Yeah, working, I encourage anyone to work with a nutritional therapist if they have the opportunity it's been 
good. It's been very positive. Mm. I'm so interested about the secret eating because that's like, that's definitely a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I find myself like always having a candy stash and it's like, I thought that was really normal, and I realized that other people don't have stashes of candy around, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But it I have stashes, if that makes you feel more that's, normal. It, well, yeah. And it always felt like this little, like, treasure chest, you know? Like, oh, my chocolate, you know? But as an adult, I'm like, I don't need to do that. And I don't need to have chocolate on supply at all times. Mm-hmm. I do, but I'm trying to get to a point where yes. I don't need that, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. Breaking that cycle is rough. <sighs> yeah. Turns out there's a lot there with yeah. food. That's a lot. And that's why it's cool to go to a nutritional therapist and not just a nutritionist is that she brings in a lot of the therapy type stuff, like the reason behind the patterns. Yeah. Versus like, don't eat gluten. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Duh. I got baggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I really like it. (laughs) Bread. Oh, my God. Anyway, excited to hear. You'll have to let us know how round, not round, um, phase two and three go. I will. Or not two and and three. Three and four. That's what I meant. You're on two. Yes. I'm only on two. And wish me luck. I'm going on vacation next week, so I have to take a little bit of a pause. You got this. Yeah. I'll bring my tea with me, not to worry. <laughs> All of you, calm down. <laughs> Take a breath, yeah. okay? It's fine. Not Lauren's to worry. Fine. The juicer is not coming. <laughs> oh, my God. This is Don't my puzzle. Imagine. Personal I item. I <laughs> Just put a credit card in there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, wow. I think that's all we have yeah. this week. Man. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share with a friend. We love friends. And make it official. Follow us. Oh, my God. Make it Spotify official. Oh, yeah. But we appreciate you tuning in, listening, and the DMs we've gotten. Yeah. Really enjoy Mm -hmm. the feedback. So keep it coming. And we love to hear what you're reading or watching. We love to know what to do next. Tell me what to do. (laughs) Tell us what to do next. Oh, my God. Just kidding, I have my own book in mind. (laughs) Well, have a good week, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyourreadingdude.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest or you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at wrdpod. Follow us and stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at The Real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week. <laughs>